What's up? What's up, my guy? What's going on? We in here. All right, that's a bet. That's a bet, man. Uh, I just want to say, um, I definitely appreciate you for definitely taking the time being on this, uh, on this platform for sure. I would, at first, I want to do it on Zoom, but like I said, I might as well just keep doing it traditional way I've been doing it for real. So, let me go ahead and start out. What is going on, guys? It's your boy BG, and welcome to the Unknown Minds podcast, where the unknown mind is so known. And today, we definitely got a special guest today, the Black Culture Prophet Justin Blue. Hey, I ain't gonna lie though, bro. That I, that that's that yeah, slogan. Yeah. That slogan is hot. I ain't going to cap. That slogan is hot for, for sure. Um. So yeah, I'll look. tell you. I'll tell you where it comes from. It's just that that understanding that I'm operating for something higher than myself. And so you can call it God. You can call it the universe, Allah, the Creator. It's that understanding that I'm operating as a vessel for something higher than myself. And so that's a prophet. So a lot of what I'm putting out, a lot of what I'm sharing. It's coming out of my mouth, but it's coming from a, a greater energy. And that's why, that's why I say Black Culture Prophet. Yeah, for sure. And just that's that intuition, bro. That's that intuition. That's that, um, what they, what they call it when, when people are really connected with their, like, their inner self. I think this is connected to their pineal gland, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Everybody got different terms. Ground. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, so I guess you, but, you know, I, I literally sit here and I was thinking, like, all right, I didn't want to make it seem like it's like a, a, I wanted it to be an interview, but I also wanted it to be a, like a natural conversation. I don't want anything really scripted. I want everything just to be organic and natural for sure. Um, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Okay. Spiritual gifts and how that ties into like character development. It's, it's so, it's so much really you can tie to really spiritual gifts. Of course, personal development. You got to know yourself or to know what your gift is and Kind of like just break down what what is a spiritual gift to you? What what's your definition of a spiritual gift? Because I know everybody is a little bit different. All right. Um. Basically, so my understanding is the creator is very intentional about every single thing that's here. Very very intentional. Um. The whole entire ecosystem, the the food chain, the the way the weather shifts, the way your heart beats and pumps blood through your body. Every single thing here is very intentionally done. So when it comes to us as human beings. We're placed here for intentional reasons as well. And nobody can tell you, though, specifically what you're supposed to be doing. That's something that's within you. So I read a book by Robert Greene called Mastery. And inside the book, he, he speaks about how, think about a, lo a lotus flower. And it, it blossoms or it blooms. The way that it blossoms, it's something inside that flower that tells it to blossom that way. It's something inside that flower that, that tells it how it's supposed to grow. It's inside the DNA of the flower, what it's supposed to be. And the same thing is with us. And so it's really just about listening to those urges inside. For example, if I say, if I say, something, say something broad, like, okay, um, there's something that you're really supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing this with your life. There's, there's something you're really supposed to be doing. Average person listening to that, they had an urge, they had a tug in a certain direction. Simple yeah. general statement. You're so, like, there's something that you're really supposed to be doing right now so with your life. Average person, they have a tug with simple statement because it's inside you. That information is there. And so it's just a matter of us listening to it and then us uh, having the guts to really go and follow through on it. That's for sure. I definitely 100% agree because I feel as though, you know, a lot of people, 
is they always tell themselves that they don't know what their gift is, but their gift always like seem to reappear themselves at multiple parts of their life. Especially, oh my bad, you guys go. You have multiple gifts as well. So many times what makes us so unique is we have so many gifts. And many times we're looking at other people as a reference point on what we're supposed to be doing, not taking into account that there has never been a biological, energetic, spiritual combination like you to ever exist in the history of time. So it's okay to be inspired by other people and to look at what they're doing and say, okay, you know, I I, I want to do something that's similar in that in that realm. But you also have to keep in mind that you can't limit yourself based off of what other people are accomplishing or how they're going about their stuff because there's only one version of you and there's only one person in this whole entire universe that can go and execute the things that you can execute and produce what you can produce. So going back to the book Mastery by Robert Greene, he gives an example of, I believe it was, it was a woman. She was, into, she was into tennis and she was also into maybe like electronic engineering, computing, something in, something in that realm. So the average person look at that and they'll say, well, okay, I have to pick a path. I can't, no one's doing both of these things. But you're here for a unique reason. And you have, she had, she had a passion in both of those areas. She combined both of those things. So she, I believe she created a, a robot to play tennis with her. Nobody else could go and fulfill that mission. That was her mission to fulfill. So she would look at everybody else and say, well, okay, nobody else has created the the robot to go play tennis. I just, I got, I'll just stick over here to, to engineering. She would have missed something that was in alignment with one of her purposes. So it's, it's okay to be inspired, but understand that nobody is you and nobody can tell you everything that you have within you. That's, that's a bar. That's a bar. That's a serious bar. So what are the, like, what is the, the initial route for someone finding their spiritual gift? Is there, is there a specific way? Is there, is there something that like every human being or every person should follow that aligns themselves with their spiritual gift? Like how do they find their direction? There's, there's no one fits all shoot to this because it's almost similar to the question of how do you get home? <laughs> yeah, that's fact. How, how do you get home? Everybody got a different house. They got a different road that they gonna have to take to get to that house. They might have some different obstacles, all that stuff. But one thing that I will say for most people is spend time with yourself and stop distracting yourself. Those two things can really help you figure out so much when it comes to purpose, when it comes to things that you could be making adjustments to in life, great ideas, spend time with yourself and stop distracting yourself. And we live in a time period where most of us don't care to do either. Um, you know, when you, when you spend time in solitude, you really get a chance to like go into the forest of your own mind and discover certain things that aren't directly impacted by other people. But then also you have to sit with the stuff that you run from when you are around other people. So the stuff that, that's why in the pandemic, when everybody was sitting at home, a lot of people were starting to go crazy because they, they never had to just sit down and be with themselves. So, but it's important if you really want to make progress because everybody outside you can't tell you what you're supposed to be doing or like what's the right move. So that's, that's the two things that I'll say. I ain't gonna lie. It's something that you just kind of like just said that really like stuck out like a sore thumb. It's, one of the things that I, I really pulled out what you just said is that whatever you go, you're always in an environment. 
whether it's in your workplace, whether it's at home, your environment is your social media too. It's what you also, what you see on the media. Your, the, uh, your environment is what you look at as entertainment. Oh. Your environment is, is what you always around. So it's like, it always depends on what you're feeding yourself on a daily basis. And I listen to 19 Keys a lot. He's oh. a go. I ain't gonna lie. 19 oh. Keys definitely be spending a lot of gems. And he has said something that really stuck out to me too. He was saying that um, you need to place yourself into an environment that enforces your, your way of thinking. Because it's, it's so easy to do the bad thing, but it's so hard to consistently do the good thing. I'll, I'll add on to that. Um, there's many times where we, we don't have the, the, the direct ability to change our physical environment Im immediately. And during those time periods, you want to cultivate your mental environment. And so you want to be intentional about Maybe listening to motivational speakers. If it's if it's certain pastors that help you on, along your journey and give you certain gems, you want to be intentional about listening to them. Even what what type of music you're listening to, you might want to switch that up into something that's that's helping you in the direction. So you might be stuck in this place that you hate being, but you you begin to bombard your mind, bombard your spirit with things that are are on the frequency of where you want to be, and then you'll eventually see your physical environment change due to that. That's damn that damn that that's that's facts. That's for sure fact. So how how long or how long does it usually take for someone to find their spiritual gift? How is is there as you said before, is there's not no specific like one way street where okay we all go this direction, but how it to the average person, how often do a person find a gift? That's a that's a hard one to answer. I don't I don't know like the statistical data on that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I what I can say is it's not so much a matter of us um finding it. A lot of times it's a matter of us refinding it. So for for example uh, young children, young children are blunt. They, uh, if people got bad energy, <laughs> they 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 might run away from that person, or they they might start crying immediately. The children feel a lot. Um, even children that are in a, in a place where they're able to to talk. Many times they'll point out stuff that either adults are afraid to say or just don't realize, and that's because they're in tune. They're they're feeling stuff at a at a high frequency, and then, so as we get older. A lot of times we begin to become numb to a lot of the spiritual things that we we were in tune with at a high level when we were in our younger age. But we still have that ability. It's just more so a matter of being intentional about tapping into it. So, the, But the journey of tapping into it, that differs for everybody. But, you know, once you start seeking things, like the you, you'll find yourself in a rabbit hole of that path or of that journey as soon as you start seeking it. That's... That's yeah, that's yeah, that's true. And it's it's and I think too, education too can also exposure. Exposure also what helps you really find your gift because it's like being in a hood or being in a in an environment where you're not exposed to things. It's just like right, a child if a child is not exposed to being a doctor or a lawyer or people who don't have like you know, certain occupations, they they only uh, they only absorb because when the child is at its smallest, that's when their mind is 100% functional. So it, you operate your brain, like that brain is running like a thousand percent. So every part of that brain is working. So now as you tend to be grown up, like black communities usually 
they most most are usually they they think sports is the way sports rap what they what they digest on a regular basis they think that's the only direction or that's the only way it means to be successful and for me it was kind of like the same thing for me right i used to be in an area where i wasn't exposed to reading no i didn't really i didn't start getting into reading until like last year okay Once again, when we had chopped up in the dms and we i was telling you about like when i got into the trade group that's when i exposed the meditation when i got exposed to the spiritual concepts of the things that you want has you have to be spiritually aligned first before you actually obtain the physical things because in a lot of moments your mouth speaks what the mind says and your mind speaks what the spirit says so it kind of runs really deep it all stems from what, what you yeah that spirit what you feed your spirit so now my question to you is when we're talking about spiritual gifts what is the difference between self-care and soul care self-care and soul care Ooh, I think that I think they go hand in hand though. They go hand in hand. Like, um, all right, so usually we associate self-care from a more physical plane. So uh you stressed out, so you take, you know, you you take a break from work, you take a I don't know, a warm shower, warm bath, take your take your little take your little vacation or whatever. You eat and right, that's self-care. But then it's it's intertwined though, because when your spirit is in a certain place. You're gonna eat different, or you you're gonna go different places too. From a spiritual level, for me, like my spirit spiritual care is for me meditation, um, spending time in nature, who I spend time around, who I don't spend time around, um, what I'm reading, gratitude. That those are things that I I throw in the realm of like spiritual care, but then it. it goes into this realm of, of self-care because to have a self-care regimen or just be focused on self-care but you're not focused on the spirit then you missed you missed the whole thing because the spirit the spirit is you that's yeah let yeah me, let me dive deeper in that the spirit is you so um all right uh let me see your hand all right uh let me let me see. Your hand. Right, let, let me see your shoulder. All right. Well, if that's your hand and that's your other hand and that's your shoulder, then where's you? I mean, I would say internally. I mean, but if I was thinking of a person that's not like spiritually aware, they'll think, well, maybe my spirit is made, well, me, maybe it's my facial, maybe, or some shit like that. I don't, you know, that is actually a good goddamn that's, question. That's what I'm getting to, though. That's what I'm getting to. In our in our everyday common conversation, we'll, we'll casually, nonchalantly say things like, I hurt my hand. All right, well, if the hand isn't you, even you'll say, I hurt my head, or uh, my brain has an injury, or my eye hurts. So even when it comes to the, the highest part of yourself, you still refer to it as something that belongs to you rather than it being you. So that goes to show you that even on the deepest level of our, of our subconscious, we understand that spiritually the body is not us. We just control the body. That's that's a bar. So that's a bar. I never really thought of it like that for real. But so I never really damn. So the way I look at it is like, um, you know how there's a quote that says, um, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. So that's your spiritual being having a human experience. So when you experience pain, like 
it's not necessarily you per se, it's your body experiencing pain. So I think about it like a car. Like your spirit is the driver of this vehicle. The body is just the vehicle. So you experience pain, that might be reflective of your check engine light is on. You drained out, maybe you need an oil change. Maybe you need to go rejuvenate yourself. This, this is the body, but the spirit is something completely different. The spirit is going, it's going to last. Just like if you had a brand new Cadillac and the Cadillac got old, all right, you might switch cars, but that spirit, you you the driver. So you might you might hop in different cars, but you understand that that's just the that's just how you're traveling. That's how you're getting around. So that's the way I look at the body is the same thing. It's just it's the body is just how I'm traveling. It's how I'm getting around. I need I need to take care of it. But with this understanding of I'm the driver of this vehicle, but the the vehicle is not me. So when I'm in meditation, I'm really trying to. I'm looking at things from that perspective of, okay, I'm a spiritual being. Like this body is my Cadillac. This, 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 this body is whatever it is, whatever type of car you want. This, this body is that. And so I'm thinking from the perspective of, all right, as the driver, um, where, where do I need to drive to? All right. What, what's wrong with the car? What, what do I need to fix on the car to make sure that we can, we can complete this mission, but I'm not viewing my physical as necessarily me. It's just, it's my spaceship. It's my car. So, that's that's a fact too, because then it's also like, even even when you consider like the spirit, right? But when you when you talked about like the physical car, and then you talked about the spirit, okay, now the gas is what you feed the spirit. <laughs> now the gas Bro. is like kind of like what you feed the spirit. So now if the spirit is jacked up, no matter what car you in, if you if you have the same car, if you got if you change if you go to a new car and using the same gas, true. And it's, like, it's just gonna break down because it's, yeah. it's, it's what you feed in the car. It's ninety percent of the time it's what you feed in the car, and thinking of nature right when you think of the concept of nature nature that doesn't have no defined meaning it creates everything with the meaning like like a lot of people don't really see it at, at, at that aspect just like bees have a meaning they have a job to do yeah. insects have a job to do trees have a job to do trees give us oxygen the, the littlest things have an intentional purpose it may not be as big as well it is it, it, it's big because it applies to all nature and then some people don't really see it as that we all connected in, into one divine source and then like i don't want to really get too technical into like the spiritual aspect of it but it's it's a lot of people that they gain the concept of praying to god and even though god is actually within us the we were we're connected to within us but we pray to him as if he's an external force you I think, see what I'm... i think it's both personally all right yeah let me... both break it down for me both. a little bit like, I can't describe to you the complexities of the creator. I, I usually use the term God just because it's, 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 it's a term that everyone just has a general understanding of. But I can't tell you all the complexities of the creator. But what I can tell you is um, what things work. So, like, for example, part of prayer. Um, part, of, part of what makes prayer powerful, regardless of who you pray to, is the actual steps of prayer are in alignment with universal laws. So when a person prays for something, you can't get something if you don't know what it is that you want. So that step in itself is already putting you on track. Just as far as universal law, when you went to go pray to whoever, you had to pinpoint what is it that I want from this being. So, so you already, you're pinpointing that. Then you have to have um, faith that it's going to come to oh, you. Yeah. So then that element, that's, that's rolling back into whoever you're praying to that still rolls into universal law of you need to know what it is you want 
And then you also need to have the faith that you can, you can achieve it. And then also you need to have this understanding uh, just in, a, in, a, in an energetic sense that the universe is working on your behalf to bring these things to you and, and working, working with you to make this happen. So, you know, that in itself, it creates a certain energy that it can help you manifest those things or help you go out and, and be able to execute that stuff. So, but I, I do think there's a, there's a higher entity though. Now I want to, this is, now what I'm about to say is for the brothers. They might look at me crazy. I wanted to, I wanted to bring this to your attention. They might look at me crazy. I don't know where you're going. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the, All right. I'm listening myself. A lot of brothers think I'm crazy when I say semen retention helps. Okay. Semen retention. <laughs> now, we see a lot of people don't understand that your creative energy comes from the sexual energy is the most powerful energy there is. That's the Kundalini energy. That's the root chakra. That's where you create everything, right? Now, to be honest, I was going to make a separate podcast on this because I'm doing. I'm listening to you. I want to hop in, though. I want to hop in. I'm listening to I'm listening. It's it, like, because I'm, I'm going to do a separate podcast session on this, because I'm okay. currently doing scene retention, and within about two weeks, it's, it's like my mind is like, it's operating like a goddamn motor. It's like, it all it can do is create, because now, that's what they say in the, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, Sexual Transmutation, is when you take that sexual energy, and you put it towards things that can provide you value or you have a clear sense of mind because it goes deep with that semen retention. Like a lot of, bro, I swear, I, a lot of you not. Last week I was like, yo, somebody brought it to my attention how like people be doing only fans are. And they, if you trying to be spiritually enlightened, you gotta be pure. Pure is not looking at none of that shit. Like none of that, but a lot of you not. It's so easy to access these things because everything in this world is based off of sexual shit. Like music industry, movies, TV shows. No, sex moves. Sex moves a lot. Yeah, it's 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 always promoted. And like like I said, people not really kind of that dudes trying, you know, bust a load every second they get, or if not, <laughs> they over there whacking their meat in their head like every day. They don't stop. The ground don't stop for them. You know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, so um if you read the book, The Way of the Superior Man, which I'm not sure if you've read that yet. I actually have that. Okay. I, I didn't read it yet. I don't. I, I haven't read it yet because I, I've been reading too many books. This is a, a, a book suggestion to many people, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Okay. Book dope. recommendation. Dope, dope. Hey, you play video games? Yes, sir. All right. So imagine somebody gave you the cheat code to your favorite video game to, like, just pretty much master the whole entire video game. That's what the way the superior man is. It's that. It's like the manual. It's, it's, I didn't read that book until maybe last year for the first time. And I'm thinking to myself like, damn, I wish my dad would have given me this. Why, did, why didn't someone come and give me this? That's, so I read that book probably every five weeks. Like damn, you be on it, boy. I probably read that book like every five because it's 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 the manual. Like it's the manual. I can't stress that to any other to any man anymore. The way it's superior man, it's the manual. It's giving you the whole entire blueprint. It's giving you the blueprint to women. It's giving you the blueprint to essentially life. 
it's it's us uh, all of that is it's theirs it's right there like um even when it comes to dealing with women um yes we speak different languages and and we have different understandings of things but you go read that book and it's gonna it's gonna help you understand probably 90 percent of everything that was confusing you before now whether or not you have the discipline or the, you're in the emotional place etc to be able to go and execute that it's it's like martial arts you're gonna have to practice forever but yeah. it is giving you it's giving you the play the playbook on all the stuff so but there's a portion towards the end of the end of the way of the superior man that talks about basically semen retention and um the energetic transmutation and, and being able to use it in artistic artistic ways and also being able to like, use the sexual energy in a, in a way where you're having an orgasm that actually goes upward instead of like just all the energy going out. Now, a lot of people will read that portion and they will think that the key is not to ejaculate. That's not the real message of what he's saying. The real message of what he's saying is you should not ejaculate if you don't have full control over your energy pre and post ejaculation. Hmm. I heard that in the podcast too. It's not so much about whether or not you can hold it. It's, it's, it's more so about, um, one, do you have the discipline of being able to like control it for yourself? So you come when you want to, do you have that sort of discipline? But also, um, do you have this? Uh, do you have the same level of presence as you had post ejaculation, than like before you ejaculated? So, like let's say you was focused. You know, you focused on business, or you're focused on this woman. You're focused on this intimate relationship. You're focused on your goals. You're you you have all these things going, all this energy before you go bust a nut. Okay, <laughs> you go bust a nut. You, you know what I'm saying you clear one out, and it's just like. You don't want to cuddle with her. Your level of intimacy done took a whole dive. You don't feel like doing the work. You want to lay in bed all day. Then you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be busting nuts, my guy. That's not the hang for you. But if you're to a place where, if you're to a place where, you're able to uh, to do that and still maintain your same level of presence. So you've come and you still you still like madly in love with this woman. You still feeling a high level of intimacy. She feels your presence there. You still goal driven. You still focused. That's what it's really about. And so, it, it, from from that author's perspective, he's not saying that you sh he's not saying that you shouldn't come or you shouldn't ejaculate. Um, he, he is promoting that like being able to transmute the energy upward is a lot more powerful. It's a lot more fulfilling. He is saying that, but even more so, he's saying you should not be coming if you can't maintain your same level of intensity towards life after you come. So that was, that's a major That's thing. strong. That's strong. And it's one thing that you said that a lot of people don't understand what intimacy is. Some people think it's just sex. It's really, it's like a, it's, it, that shit go deeper than sex, bro. Like that shit, that shit is like, that's, that's like, there's, there's literally incubus and succubus is a real fucking thing. That shit is real. Like, that, you can get your fucking energy snatched. You could be oh. damn near like a goddamn zombie. If you want to, I'll tell you something. If you want to make a man dumb, make him bust a lot. If you want to make him goddamn Hey, speak for yourself. I feel like I get, I get smarter. But. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> no, I get smarter. 
Legit. Hey, 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 I that, guess. That's why That's why I'm slow. Like, so with, with all the uh, semen retention conversation, I, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive in it, but I still take on the philosophy of to each his own. Because for me, like, my, like, post-nut clarity is clear. It's very clear. And so, for example, um, all right, let's say you're about to go into a, a business meeting. And it's a it's a very attractive woman, very very attractive woman. Okay, like you you know you would, all right. Okay, you've been you've been practicing semen retention for like three weeks. Okay, she sits down with you, on a subconscious level, she has an advantage over you. Because you're not you you're sexually you're probably not thinking clear. So she she's in a position where she probably can seduce you with her sexuality um on a subconscious level that she don't even you don't even realize. So you you're making a business move and you're thinking that you're thinking logically, but emotion controls logic. Emo there's no logic without emotion like when it comes to especially, especially when it comes to like agreements and deals and all that stuff, your emotion is there. It's just we we strive not to, but the emotion still plays a role. It's just sometimes it's toned down. So you hop on this um you hop on this business call with this extremely attractive woman and you've been backed up for however long to each his own but personally nah. I rather I rather I rather be cleared out mental focus I'm here I'm straight business so right that's facts that's big facts Nah, that's me. I, I ain't trying to say no brother don't bust I ain't trying hey, we we not we not no damn monks bro we no, ain't monks that's what I'm getting at. Is just, uh, I think semen retention can be very powerful, but I think many times uh, the one fits all shoe can can mess us up because there's different scenarios and it's different things we have to take into account. So you don't mess you don't mess around. You hop on this business call, you horny, horny <laughs> you you horny as hell. You don't hop on this business call. It's extremely attractive. <laughs> God damn, you you out here all bricked up. You just all she doing is whispering. You all bricked up. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> she done came on. She done came on. She got the, she got him sitting up high. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you hear my like? Oh my god! You know, time because you, because you know. So you, but you got to know what works best for you now. But also, I will say though, if you're practicing semen retention properly, you're allowing your energy to flow throughout your whole body, and so it shouldn't be that build up in one region. And so many times for men and women when it comes to this need to uh, relieve ourselves through sex, it's because we, a lot of us haven't learned how to properly allow our energy to flow. And so when you practice, practice allowing your energy to flow, it's not getting clogged up in one region of your body to where you just need to push it out. Everything <laughs> is flowing. So it's, 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 it's going down, but it's coming, it's coming back up. It's, it's a full flow. Your body is open. So, you know, that's the that's art in itself as well. Yeah, I think it's just, it's all in mastering, bro. Like as you said, bro, it's it's all in how you use it. But some brothers, man, like they just can't. They like like I feel as though they a higher you have a higher sex drive. Like they say, the richest they have high sex drives because like anyone has instinct, anyone has intellect. Of course, your instinct, us men, we our instinct is to create and reproduce. So that urge to do that is always going to be clicking in our heads because that's just that's just what we're built with, right? And I was telling one of my homies that. We 
animals based off of instinct. We based off of instinct and intellect. It's just that we have the intellect to control our instinct. For so. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I was telling him that, you know, sometimes it's, it's understanding how your body works and how energy is, is flowing you'll have a better understanding of where to put that energy at. Because when, you, when, when you're not conscious of it, you information that you don't know, you're just unconscious to the shit. So you just start doing shit that you just don't know about until after. Like, damn, if I, if I would just had the information on this, I could have just handled this shit a way, way different way. But it comes into the fear of like, damn, if I give all, if, like, if I just go ahead. I mean, me personally, bro, I've been... Broke, if you broke, right, if you broke and you have no money, please practice semen retention because at that point, you have, your, high, your sex drive is a lot higher when you don't have nothing on your mind. It's one thing to be broke, but then be broke and horny as you start doing shit. No, that's you think right. you got nothing on your mind. Compared to a person who may be in business, they may have a lot on their mind. They still think about sex, but they got something to occupy their mind off of sex. Well... It's it's not just the fact that there's nothing on the mind. It's um it's in alignment with the, with the same thing as this. All right. Do you know why drug addiction is higher in impoverished communities? I have no idea. Put me on game, my G. People are trying to cope. People are trying to cope. Poverty is <laughs> poverty is the worst form of oppression. Poverty is painful. It's painful in every aspect. It's constant stress. Any, any anything that arises, it, it can cause anxiety. It can cause depression. Damn near anything. You get a speeding ticket. A rich man get a speeding ticket. It's just like it's nothing. Poor man get a speeding ticket. It's like damn, that might have been his whole week worth of worth of stuff. How he's gonna eat? How he's gonna pay his rent? How he's gonna take care of his kids? He get to court. He shows up to court. Court is like, well, okay, we can put you on a, on a payment plan. He's like, oh, cool. The payment plan consists of him actually being on probation. If he misses this, then he he might actually get locked up or a speeding ticket. It's just like. It's so much. It's the worst form of oppression. So many people are trying to uh, find a way to cope with it. And so you'll, you'll see people in like poor, poor areas that drug addiction is a lot higher because like when everything's going good in life, you don't need a reason to escape because everything good. What, what am I escaping to? I'm living the dream. But when you live in hell, it's like, okay, like help me get out of hell or at least make hell feel differently. At the very, at, at the least, make hell feel differently. So, um, same thing with sex. You, you look at, you know, impoverished communities or just people in stressed out state. Um, a lot of times they end up having a lot of children. It's like, damn, how you got all these kids, but you can't feed yourself? It's because this is the only form of entertainment that I had easy access to. I couldn't afford to go to the theater. I couldn't afford to go to the. That's, to the that's a bar. To the to the to the uh the sports game, they you know I, I couldn't afford to go take this trip in this vacation, but hey, she was sitting right there, he was sitting right there. We didn't need no. Nah, that's, that's, that's a bar. That's a bar. So, think so, about young boy, right? If you want to think about it, just think about young boy, the man in his house with his girl, uh -huh. bro is on house arrest, so you know he gonna be just out here just running just. Oh, for sure, for sure. Running loose, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's going to be shooting up the clubs and shit. <laughs> shooting up everything up in the club. Go in the club, bang everything. Don't even have no more rounds in the gun, bro. You got you to roll that. You got a Russian roulette with no bullets and still trying to shoot more out of that joint. Like, bro. <laughs> so, 
Oh, it's a, it's a, it's an airsoft gun at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else you're shooting, but you're shooting imagination. That's what you're trying to do. But let me, let me get to this though. So, for many people, when it comes to this need to release sexually, it's it's due to using sex as a way to cope with life, and that's a very slippery slope when we begin using uh, anything in that form to cope with life because then we can go and get addicted to it. And so many people think they have a high sex drive. A lot of people don't have a high sex drive. You just are trying to cope with life and you think that you have a high sex drive, but you're just suffering in an area that you're trying to bury. So you really need to evaluate that when it comes to this concept of like, oh, like for example, I had a, um, I got a homeboy back in college. And he used to pride, he used to pride himself on this, but I, 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 you, I always saw it as like, mm, that's a little excessive, man. But he used to have sex three times a day. And he's he three times a day, three different, three different girls per day. Now, from a young, like, young man perspective, it's like he's viewing that as, as bragging rights. From my perspective, I'm just like, three a day? God damn. <laughs> that's a lot of energy. Yeah, you know? it is. Imagine, is how much, imagine how much energy a person is releasing not just having sex three times a day but having sex with three different people three times a day that's so much energy that is being flushed away but you also before like coming to judgment on that you have to ask okay what would cause a person to do that what what would cause a person to feel the need to go and partake in that that excessively so if we peel back the layers on that that's probably a person that's suffering in some form they're trying to cope with something and they just they just bury it in this way. So, you know, that ties into also the conversation of uh semen retention and like feeling the need to release and you know, what are we really using sex for? Right. It's it's something it, it coping with something a lot deeper. And then kind of fit up what you just said, right? Of of just coping with certain things. That's why certain people I don't knock clubs, but a lot of people go to clubs to cope with shit that's outside of that club. You know, and it's and then certain people celebrate go to club when they haven't accomplished anything. You know, I, I think that that comes into a fruition too. You know, there's like, oh man, uh, I did this, that, and the third. I mean, if that's your goal, and if you did accomplish that goal that week, man, shit, you know, you, you gotta have a cool down time, bro. No, for sure, for, I agree there. What I'll say also, like, I'm not a huge club person. I, I just don't know if I have a good time. Um, for myself, it ain't really my scene just because. It, it'd be a lot of stuff that just annoy me when I when I'm, when I'm trying to go to a club. Like, uh, I, why 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 is parking a hundred dollars? Why is the parking spot? You know stuff like that. So, with black people especially, they know we like to spend money, and they know that we like for other people to know we're spending money. So it'd be like, how much parking? And then the, the person would be like, oh, it's uh, it's seventy five dollars for this spot. And the person would be like, oh, all right. And they, they pull in there. If you got it, you got it. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> For me, I'm just like, I ain't paying $75 a park. Okay. Then you get to the door. Person, uh, they're intentionally holding the line. So they let, they let about two people in the regular line go in every 15 minutes max. And then they got the uh, the VIP line where you got to go pay whatever. So it's it's all a setup. I feel like I'd be getting disrespected just due to the, the, the setup of the finesse. <laughs> but, but I'm not here to judge that because I'll go and have a good time too. Uh, I think a lot of times people who do enjoy the the club lifestyle, they'll actually get they'll get bashed for the way that they go and they do their coping. But excessive reading is a form of coping too. So 
for me, like, that's more of my form. So I might not go to the club, but I might spend two hours uh, listening to an audio book or, or two hours reading a book when I know I have something else that I'm supposed to be doing. But this is my way of procrastinating on this stuff and my way of coping with it. But it just looks more productive because it's in a more progressive form than the one, the person who went and got twerked on in those two hours. But we both was procrastinating on our stuff. So I think many times people, uh, they'll get bashed for the way that they go about their stuff when other folks who look more productive, they just, they just doing it in a different way. Damn, you bought it. Yeah, actually, you, 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 you sparked up a whole lot at, at, you know, what you just said too. Cause I'll be, I'll be thinking to myself, cause now, you know, it brings, it brings you to the, to the question of, as you say, everyone copes with things differently. But then you ask yourself, how do you usually cope with certain stuff? And it's kind of like being self-aware of that, you know? Because, like, lack of self-awareness, you're not going to know what how you cope with certain things. You just think, well, shit. Well, shit, it's there. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Or because this is here, I'm going to go ahead and do that. But you're not understanding that that's how usually a person usually cope with certain things. So do... Okay. How do you feel about distractions towards a bigger goal of trying to find that that spiritual um that spiritual gift because it it can kind of interfere with a lot of things even with myself right i'll be trying to me i'll be trying to go and go more every single time because i feel like i'm not doing shit i'm like look bro let me go and read a book i like like you said saying i'll be trying to read a book bro. i need to do something throw some knowledge in me because i know especially i right, put it this way when you learn yourself you become a lot misunderstood by others sure that's like a really huge thing not people not a lot of people gonna understand why you do certain things because they haven't been they haven't gotten to that point where they can understand why you do what you do you know because they probably have a lack of purpose on their end too or they haven't digested the type of knowledge or intellect or the practices that you do that steers you in the direction that you go on it for example i was telling somebody a couple of days one of the ogs at my job i was telling them, i was like yo what's good with you man he was like, good, what's good with you? Ain't shit. I was like, I'm looking at him, ain't shit. Like, bro, you, you waking up another day. But see, I can't bash him on that because of the fact that he didn't, he's not doing the meditation or doing the practices that I'm doing to maintain that high level of, of vibration or consciousness to like kind of like know that too. It it may actually dive into something else too, though. And um there's this, uh, there's this cultural understanding, especially among black people, that you don't want to look like you're doing too good. So think about it. You know, anytime anytime you run to a you run to a black man, you be like, "What's up?" He gonna tell you nothing much. He gonna, yeah, he gonna yeah, tell for you sure. Much. You know, what I'm saying, hey, what's, what's what's going on? Hey, not not too much, you know, just just moving along. It's very, very rare that you ask that question and a black person, they'd be like, man, everything going amazing. Man, I just got paid, man. It's money money flowing in. About to get the new house. We're going to put some doves on the Chevy. Like, th stuff going amazing. Because it's, it's, it's almost twofold. It's like, if, if, I'm doing, if I'm doing amazing, I don't need this person hating on me, so I'm going to just downplay it. And then there's the other side of it. Um, culturally, culturally, we're not used to having much. So even when we do have it, it's just like, well, shit. If I'm balling out, shit, I ain't trying yeah. to win because yeah. <laughs> you're you're not trying to belittle nobody. You know what I'm saying? You might 
he might have just got laid off. So it's like, you know, hey, you know, nothing too much, just maintaining. When really everything might be going amazing in your life. But it's we've been trained oftentimes to just downplay it for either for either the sake of ourselves or the sake of others. So it could tie into that spiritual side, like you were saying, though I think it also ties into just that cultural understanding of, uh, right. yeah, I don't want nobody doing what I'm doing too good. And then I'll, if, if, if somebody asks me that and they're doing pretty bad, I ain't trying to make them feel horrible either. So we just going, you know, none too much. So we go about our day and everybody feel comfortable. That's a bar. That That's definitely a bar. And it's like sometimes you got to, you got to get into this to the space but when you get to when you really know yourself you got to generate your own barrier energy and sometimes some of us we fall victim to our environment and we start to lower our vibration to the people that we are around but naturally uh Louis um Louis Farrakhan minister Louis Farrakhan he <laughs> actually said the same thing he was like he was like uh how do you maintain your energy so high because i create my own circle i create my own barrier energy no matter what area i go into I always have my own barrier energy. So if someone steps into that circle and gives me the opposite of the energy that I'm giving them, I know full well what type of energy that I'm offering because I created my own circle and I, and I did my own practices to maintain that circle. Indeed. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean it can it's a lot of things you could kind of. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's it, I agree. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. So. My question to you is, how did you find out what your spiritual gift was? How long did it take you to really get, push, get think, pushed into that um, type of feel? I think it's, I think it's ever going. Like, you, you, you understand more and more as, as you evolve. Though I think at a very young age, I've been tapped into this understanding of I always felt like, I always felt like I was supposed to be heard. Um, I always felt like I was supposed to be famous. And I, I just always felt like I was supposed to be doing something big. And um, I, I had this assumption that everybody, everyone else felt that way. But not everyone else feels that way. But I, I just always felt that way from a very early age. Um, and so, like, yeah, I've just, I just, I just been tapped into that from an early age. And um, But as I get older, though, I see more so spiritually how things come together. Like I read, read a book called The Celestine Prophecy, which I, I recommend for everyone. And it introduced this concept of, many people don't realize that the, the parents that you came here through, you came through them for a reason. And oftentimes we end up bashing our parents or you know, we might love our parents, but we have these heavy critiques of our parents. So like almost everyone has these critiques of their parents because there's so much that they could have done differently. And then also, most of us grow up seeing our parents as superheroes. And then even as, as we get into adulthood, we don't realize that these are just regular people who had kids and just were trying to figure it out. Once you get to that understanding, it's a lot easier for you to forgive your parents because then many times the stuff that you've maybe healed from and progressed on, they haven't even gotten to that place of progressing themselves. And so you're critiquing them as if they're Superman or they're Superwoman. And Superman and Superwoman are supposed to do everything correct. So it's easy to be like, you did all this stuff wrong because you're supposed to be Superman, you're Superwoman. Like, how could you mess this up? It had to be intentional. But when you get to a place of like, no, this is just a human being. I actually have pity for this person because there was a lot of self-work that they didn't go and do themselves. It's, it's easier to see them as human. But spiritually, you came through those people for a specific reason. And so regardless of what your, your perspective on them is, you came from them for a specific reason. So I'll give you an example. Tying into myself, 
um, growing up, my dad was a pastor. And uh, my dad, he's always been very well with speaking. So and he's in, I grew up in a, in a household, like living, living in my dad's household, at least. It was um, lots of politics, like lots of CNN, lots, lots of stuff just going on with politics. And then also seeing him speak. And I remember at an early age, seeing him write some sermons. Um, now, from a spiritual perspective, my dad is not the most spiritual. In, in fact, he's actually atheist today, which that's a whole other conversation, how you go from, you know. But now my mom, though, my mom is, like, very spiritual. My mom, she's one of those people that, that she'll tell you she's been saved since she was, like, seven years old, and she remembers the exact moment that she that she made this, this decision to, to dedicate herself to Christ and so, so she's that type of figure. She's very, very spiritual. So those are two energies that came together to create me. And so my spiritual purpose is in alignment with the energies of the families and the, the people that came together. So you can get an understanding of your specific spiritual purpose or deeper understanding of your specific spiritual purpose by actually assessing the spiritual purpose of your parents. Because... You're the combination of both those purposes. Mm. So that's what I that's what I want to leave for people as far as like um, exploring like what is your spiritual purpose. Understand your spirit has been around before the body, so you that's you people for a reason. And even if you don't believe the concept of your spirit being around before your body, the creator is very intentional. So. Whether or not you agree with everything your parents did or you like the way they went about it or maybe your father was absent, your mother was absent, whatever it is, there was something about that situation that was that it's, it's, it's in alignment with part of your mission and your purpose here on this planet. So you go and you go and look at that and you'll see you, you'll gain deeper understanding of like the spiritual path you're supposed to be on. So from my mom's side, my mom was raised by uh, my aunt, my aunt Alice. My aunt Alice, she probably had like an eighth grade education level. But she spent her life starting churches and being involved in churches and, and doing ministry and things. So a lot of that energy got passed to my mom. Now, my, my Aunt Alice, she's, she's passed, but even as a child, she never could pr pronounce my name right. She, you know, she would call me Jason or, or whatever. So normally she just would call me preacher. And the reason she would call me preacher is she's like, because someday he's going to be a preacher. Now, Arguably, I fall into that category in some form. Even though I'm, I'm not like in, in somebody's pulpit, I'm still dropping off information. I'm still striving to operate for higher power. I'm still speaking, articulating. I'm, I'm giving things that need to be had. So in a way, like that spiritual place, it's, it's part of me. So explore your people and you'll understand, you'll have deeper understanding yourself. That's, you know, I, yeah. I, I I because it's like it's, it's it's two energies. All we are is energy. We spurs and we energy. So when you have one energy combined with another energy, it makes that one form of energy, which is you. So it's like you you get kind of like I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's from a, from a spiritual from a spiritual place, but then also from a biological place. From a biological right. place, our our DNA is set up to do certain things. So right. it grows into a certain type of flower because there's something within that flower that says. You're supposed to grow this way. The right. rose, the rose grows into a rose because it's in the it's in the DNA of that of that seed. It's literally in the DNA of that seed of like what this is supposed to be. And so when you study your parents, you study your family, you'll get a deeper understanding of okay, what type of seed are you? 
what you know, on a genetic level, what type of seed are you? What what were you people doing before? So Right. And then just to feed off what you just said, right? And like I said, God creates things with intention, right? So he put you there and he put those things in front of you because he knew what's there in front of you are the materials to build you who you were designed to do. Well, what you were designed to do. So right, so people people usually often ask themselves, well, what I don't have what you you keep telling yourself you don't have what it is to become what you want to become, but it's there. You're just not conscious of it. God's works best in the moment. If you be conscious, if you meditate, meditation is all in about placing yourself in the present moment. The present moment has the most most power. The future, it, the future isn't existing yet. It only exists on what the decisions you make in the present time right now. That's why they say that they have the past is the past. The present is a gift. The present is a gift. That's why they call it present. Because it's a gift. Because you could literally, at that exact moment, you can literally change your life at exact moment. You could say, okay, I want to do this. And then, boom, your whole, your whole direction and your future can exactly change. So now you're formulating a future or a direction that you want to be placed in. That's why they say the future is non-existent at the moment. But what you have the most power at this current moment. God works best in the present. I want to put on onto that too. Um, so you you ever seen the movie Soul? I you know what it's crazy. I have not seen the movie. Soul, watch, but I will watch it today. Then since you mentioned, you gotta watch the movie because I was I was one of those people that that was told to watch the movie probably ten times and then finally I said okay I watched the movie and so there's there's a lot of gems in this movie, but there's a there's like a a parable in in the movie where. Okay, uh, a young fish swims up to an old fish, and the young fish says, hey, I'm looking for the ocean. And the old fish says, hey, you're in the ocean. And the young fish says, no, right now I'm in water, but I'm looking for the ocean. And basically what's being communicated there is what we do with life. We're looking to begin life. We're looking to live life. And we tell ourselves that at a certain point in time, we're going we're gonna to live life not realizing that we're already in the ocean. But do we say, no, I'm just in water. But no, you're in the ocean. Your present moment right now, like this is your life. So we keep living either in the past or living in the, in the future, thinking about this time period where we can finally live. But like every single moment, the real life is right here in the present. And so we, we have to be more intentional about that because it's, uh, it's almost like a carrot on a stick that you'll never be able to get when you when you're always living living in the future because there's never going to be a morning where you wake up and everything that you need to do is complete it's never going to be a morning where you wake up where uh anything everything that you could possibly be worried about is no longer there it's always going to be something more to do it's always going to be something more to worry about it's it's always going to be some work that needs to get done to till you take your last breath so that's an illusion of thinking that you're going to wake up one day and say, okay, now I'm at this point, I can finally start living. It's like, no, you got to be intentional about really striving to be in the present and enjoying the present because that's all you're, that's all you're ever going to have. That's a bar. That is a bar. God damn. That's something like, and to, uh, to a lot of people, this, this, this initial episode, I'm just one. I'm just throwing this out here because in a uh, probably a little bit we're probably gonna chop it up and like wrap wrap everything up. But 
This initial episode was supposed to drop for season two, but it looked like we had to go on live, which is pretty. You no, know, it, it's, 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 you definitely had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of gems, and I, I hope that a lot of people get, get something out of this episode for sure. This episode won't necessarily be posted on the page because this is not supposed to be out right now. <laughs> this is not supposed to be out right now, but it will be posted. Um, and I will turn it will be on Apple, Spotify, you know, all of the, you know, the podcasts and platforms. But what what are some deep gems that touch you to a deep level out of our conversation? Um, all right, so something I want to leave, I want to leave with y'all is um I recently read this book. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And it's by this guy named uh, like Victor Frankl. And he was a Holocaust survivor. And reading the book, he, he described a lot of things that went, went on during the Holocaust and his experience. And he was able to write from a very, very unique perspective because he was already a, do a doctor before he ends up being uh, put into the Holocaust. So as far as put into a concentration camp, he's, he was already a doctor. So him surviving that situation, he's able to, to write in a very unique way because he was a, um, I believe maybe neurologist and psychologist, I believe something, something in that, in that realm. So he's able to write about just human psychology and the nature of humans and, and the different things that he realized while he was there, as far as his human nature and all these things that you would not be able to get information on in basically any other scenario especially if it's not someone who is educated in that, that field. But he, he wrote about there's one thing that no matter the situation, it can't be taken from human beings. And that's the human will. It's that internal part of us that pushes us to keep going, that internal part of us that assigns meaning to life and our reason for continuing to go forward, along with how are we going to handle each situation that we run into. That's the, that's the thing that nobody, nothing can take from you, is that internal state. What's going hey, on? I was not trying to, I was not trying to disrupt what you were saying. Cause I, I was like, oh shit, I only got like 10. That's why I was like this. I was like, fuck. I, you, hey. you were spitting, you were spitting. I just didn't want to interfere. I you like that, man. Huh? Why Instagram disrespecting you like that, man? Oh man, look, man, we dropping, man, we dropping just too many gems, bro. It's too many, it's too many bars, man. Drop, bro. We just literally had a whole concert off this joint, bro. <laughs> Everybody slid in, they tapped in on the concert. You know what I'm saying? And um, for this part, we could really just uh, we you could finish off what you're saying, but uh, if if anyone have any additional questions, you know what I'm saying? This is a live session. We might as well get them at least a little bit involved. You feel me? You know, we it was a lot. Of, it was a lot. You you definitely um some things like i was like damn i never really thought of it in that type of light but now you kind of like yeah you kind of like re redirected that that thing is somewhere else and i do have we could go see this i had so many ideas of what we can do because i i knew i kind of knew that you read the superior the way of the superior man i don't know why i had a hunch you seem like you'd be the type to read it well, and I I'll take it as a compliment, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I get I me mean, because of the intellectual stand, but how many gems? I mean, that I, I would, I would suspect that you probably read it, right? I, I kind of wanted later on, maybe later on down the line, maybe later on uh, throughout the season of our podcast, I for sure want to, because I'm gonna get to the book because you mentioned it, and 
if you're open to, we could both have a, like a general uh, general discussion about the way of the superior man kind of like breaking certain key key metrics of the book. But we'll talk about that later. What's up? What's up? But back to where you were saying about you was talking about the, the movie Soul and you was kind of like breaking, I guess you was breaking oh, yeah. some metrics. Yeah, that's that piece. But um, we'll speak, just speaking about no one can take away your human will. No one can take away the way that you choose to go about situations and um even if it's in a sense even if it's in a position of suffering nobody can in, nobody can take that one thing away from you that's internal that's yours and so you have to like you have to understand that no matter what situation you get into that that's the one thing that nobody can take also uh reading another book i iceberg slim it's Pimp story. Iceberg. I remember you said one of your lives you had mentioned something. Well, I think it was a, you might have had a um, one of your posts mentioning about something about icebergs. So. The book is it's very graphic. It's it's a, it's a rough read because it's just he just give it to you raw. Uh, pause. But the <laughs> but it's a lot of it's a good pimp is a is an amazing psychologist. Good Pimp is an amazing psychologist, so by reading that, you understand human nature and psychology to a very in-depth in level. And there's a portion in there where he speaks about uh, something that helped him get through uh, uh, being in solitary confinement. He was put into prison. He has a crazy life story, but he there was, there was a time period in his life where he was in solitary confinement, and the warden of the prison was trying to kill him. So pretty much he was just, you know, he... he the warden didn't think that he would be able to survive. And so he knew he was either going to go crazy or starve or whatever. So he's put in this position to where he had to hang on for his life. But he remembered this uh, this wisdom from an old inmate. And the, the wisdom that the old inmate gave him before he was in that life situation was, you control the movie inside your mind. Nobody else controls that screen. No matter what is going on, you control the movie. You control the projector screen inside your mind. And that's something very helpful to understand no matter what life situation you're in, is that whatever is occurring, you control the projector up here. This movie screen is yours. You get to choose what you put on there and what y'all are watching. So that, that can help you in many, many aspects of life at various times. Feed off of what now what you just said. Now, I look at it as a concept of your real you is deeper inside your deeper consciousness. Your eyes is the projector. And the movie screen, pretend as your real you is sitting in that seat watching how the end of that movie is going to go. Okay. You know, like, that's how I look at every, every aspect of my life. Because when you run into any situation, the direction of where your life will going to take determines on the decision that you make at that particular time. Now... I, you know what? I tell somebody this a, a while back, right? And sometimes when you really know that you grow is that when you step out of ego and you, um, you step out of ego and you accept who you really were at that moment. Okay. Because now why I say that? Because the mind can hold ego, but your spirit already done let it, let it go. You could literally think of something so repetitive, like, he should never talk to me this way, or Ooh. your mind's thinking that, but your spirit already letting it go. So your, your mind holds more ego than your spirit. Okay. And so when you have when you when you when you understand that concept, when you know you grew up, grew as an individual, you say, you know what, I accept who I was at that moment. And maybe and we, it's like 
Why do you think a lot of black killings happen in a lot of neighborhoods? Because they're not conscious of what the goods or the bads that can happen. They're just going off the base of off of emotion. I got a different philosophy on that. All right, that's, that's it. All right, one, um, poverty and crime go hand in hand. So anytime you see poverty, you're going you're gonna to see higher rates of, of crime because people are trying to survive. Anytime, anytime people are trying to survive, that's when your natural instincts kick in and you got to do whatever it is you got to do because you're in survival mode. That's why a person, a person in survival mode is That's very, a bond. Not, That's you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not about the color. It's not about the culture. It's, it's you're in survival mode. A person in survival mode is extremely dangerous. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that's real talk. If you put good people in bad situations, you'll always get bad results. But that's another one. But uh, that's a bar. The bar. That's a, that's a bar. <laughs> but Boy, I hear spin lyrics. If you, uh, it's a book called Outliers, and it talks about this, this, this group of people that were off in the mountains, and it was like a very violent town. And there were lots of killings in this town, and like the smallest thing could could cause uh, a killing. And then there were there were these two families inside this, the town that got into it, and like two of this woman's sons end up getting killed. But when the second son, I believe he got shot or stabbed, whatever, he shows he shows up to his mother's doorstep and he's crying, and his mom says he says the mom says something along the lines of stop crying, you you need to like die like a man. The same way that your that your brother did. Now that sounds very cold. In for someone to say like, I don't care if you're crying, you need to suck it up. Don't let nobody see this. But the author, they were living in a culture of honor. In a culture of honor is basically your the your respect is your 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 survival is dependent upon your your level of respect in that environment. So they were living in a culture of honor because they were farmers. They were farmers, but they had herds of animals. So instead of just having crops, they had like cows and sheep and all this stuff. So in that type of situation, it's very easy for someone to come on your land and steal those things that are very valuable to you. So the smallest thing can occur and it turns into a fight or it turns into this big, huge back and forth between these families because everyone, everyone in that environment, they need it to be known that they're not to be messed with. They need it to be known that they're not in a vulnerable position because it's easy for someone to go and steal your cow in the middle of the night or whatever, your, your whole herd of sheep, all that stuff. Yeah. So, so any form of disrespect, it has to be checked. It, you, can't, uh, you can't allow it to slide because you let it slide, next thing you know, your whole entire family, the safety of your whole family is in jeopardy. So it, it creates this hostile environment to where everything has to be checked because everyone has to have a high level of respect to survive here. All right. Take that same concept of culture of honor. That's really what the hood is. Mm. It's a culture of honor. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't shoot you because you stepped on my J's. I shot you because if I let you get away with that, everybody thinks that my whole family is soft and if everyone thinks my whole family is soft, we're not going to survive here. So I have to check you on that. I have to check you on the smallest sign of disrespect because if it becomes apparent that me or anyone else in my tribe is, is going to accept disrespect or we're going to 
accept threats against our safety, then everyone is in jeopardy. So it's not that these are irrational people. It's just that uh, the author can see that's a culture of honor in that environment to where these people have to check everything and make sure they're, they're respected to the highest level because they understand the environment they're in. It's the same thing in the hood. It's just that people don't see black people as rational thinkers. So it just comes off as, oh, okay, these are just ignorant people who they don't value life. But it's like, no, I value life, but I value my life the most. And if I let this slide, then my kids might have to pay for it. So culture of honor. I 100%, you know what? That's 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 a bar, and then I remember you stated that in one of your Instagram uh, your Instagram lives about that whole scenario in that uh, in that book. I hundred, I know what I definitely hundred percent agree, especially the way you kind of like orchestrated and like just broke everything down that the hood is a part of culture. That's like I don't know if, the, if this really plays into the same um, same type of aspect of conversation. That's like let's say I walk into a place. Not not to throw any racial, you know, shit out there. I'm not racist or anything like that. But not, not, to, throw, not to throw this out there. You know, I, lo I love all people. You know, we all human. We, there's only one race, human race. We all, we, we separate. They make everyone seem like it's separate, but there's only one race. Huh? I don't know where you're going with this, but anytime the statement needs that much padding, I'm interested to see where it's going. <laughs> Yo, so that's just like, as, as, your, as your example that you just said, that's like me being in an area full of, I guess, Caucasians okay. or whites. And I let one call me a nigga, right? Right. Now, there's a lot of ways a person can take it, right? Either they could walk away, let them say, let them call them, uh, you know, the nigga, or they can scrap it out. There's a certain instances and scenarios where it is, think of it retrospect, retro, in, in a different aspect of it. Somebody could call you a nigga, could be a, a, a different way, obviously white. And it's a lot of people that hold a lot of white people to that type of thing because they're saying, oh, they disrespected my culture way back then, but that's back then. Now they're, they're a lot different. Now, of course, racism is still still exists. Of course, we all know that. Where I'm going with this is that if a white person calls you a nigga and it's just you and them, you might let it slide because it's just you and them. But if you're in a group of people you go, you're, you're going to have that ego. Like, if I let him call me, I'm not going to let all of them call me that. So now you're under pressure. Now you're under pressure to speak about something because you, you let him slide. I'm not going to let all of them slide either. I get you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it depends. As, as you said, it's like environment-wise, too. It's environment-wise. Kind of like feeling all what you were saying. It's basically environment-wise. I was just thinking of that in a, in a, in a certain scenario because I'm like, even for myself, I mean, it's, it, nigga's just a word. I just look at it just a word. You know what I'm hey. saying? Little white homeboy, be, he be getting a pass, huh? I, if I'm cool with him, calling Umar. I'm calling Umar, man. <laughs> I'm putting on the list. Because I'll be, I'll be over. I just be cool. You know, I mean, it depends. It depends on the context. Just like with cussing, it depends on the, on the context. What you're saying? Where, you wait, could, where are you from? Where you from? Huh? Where I'm you from, from DC. I'm from DC. So. It, 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 Huh? It varies from um, location too, like that stuff. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Environment wise, whose role it varies from location. Yeah, that's why I said environment wise. It's definitely environment determines the environment. Personally, I, I I can't let it go. Not on not on that tip. If it's like a Hispanic, then I got I got I got flexibility there. But if it's just like purebred like white person, um, I don't. I I personally don't have like, flexibility. 
Yeah. Like I said, it depends. I'm cool with them. Like, yeah. if you just randomly, if I don't know you and you calling me a nigga, I might, yeah, I might be. Yeah, I might step. I'm I step on you. Like, you know, yeah, you want to get stepped on. But then it's like in certain cases, but like I said, some people feed off of the ego of the crowd, of what other people's perceptions of them. Some people do feed off that too. It can be, it can mean many things, you know? It can mean many things. Because it's like, like I said, you you be you could be one-on-one. You might let it slide, you might not let it slide. But your urges, you can be consciously in a conscious mind of thinking, thinking of what you're doing. Now, if you're in a whole group of them, like, right, a whole group of them, you're not going to allow him to say, and you're going to step to every last one of them. Uh for me, it's a, it's a no on my end, but I, I'll say um, now that I'm more racially aware, though, I have I have that sort of take now. In, a, right. in an earlier time, in an earlier time, I might have more flexibility on it, especially like high school time period, my, like having more flexibility at times. But then, you know, diving deeper into the history and all that stuff, it's it's a no go for me. Um, but I think you have to evaluate situations in all things so i'm just in life in general i'm very slow to have uh one fits one size fits all shoes for everything like there's unique scenarios for for all like i remember i was doing uh i was doing substitute teaching this is years back i was doing substitute teaching and there was this uh there was a student it was a it was at a high school and there was a student and he wasn't doing the work it had been like multiple days he wasn't doing the work and so one day you know i was just like hey man step out with me and so i, I pull him aside and uh, I'm talking with him just about, like, why aren't you doing the work, you know? And he, he started breaking down to me how um, he'd been on probation and all the different stuff going on with his family. It was, it, was a, it was a poor white kid. And so his culture was hip-hop. Like, he really had a cult. Like, his culture was, you could tell that he came up in the hood. He's going through a lot of the stuff that black people are dealing with as far as, like, selling weed to survive, not having his parents around, things of that nature. So he fits into this culturally and that to that extent and so <clears throat> i think he took a phone call or something and and he used like he used the word nigga and um i let him slide in that moment but because i needed to reach him i was i was i was trying to reach him to, to change his life and so i understood that okay my my goal right here is to impact your life and i have like information that could stop you from going down a very rough path so I'm not going to put a whole bunch of emphasis on the fact that you just said nigga right now because I'm trying to stop you from going down this this horrible path. Like, we can get right. to that later. But right now, I'm trying to stop you from selling dope, like, get getting you to stay in school. But if I I know if I, I go on a nigga rant right now, then I'm going to put <laughs> you away. And is that worth it in exchange for what I'm trying to do for your bigger picture? So I think right. That's facts. It's Context. A, Context. there's certain scenarios where you got to evaluate each thing. Yeah. But, as far as like having a white homeboy just at, at the crib playing video games and he's like, nigga, you should have thrown the ball early. For me, like, yeah, I say it's context, bro. It's con. It's like it's it's. I don't know, bro. It's, it it really determines on the situation and context how to use it too. Cause it's like you. It's like yeah, you can't really let it slide. But I just say it determines on context of the situation, bro. It determines on the situation, like. If 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 it comes into a, a argument, you slip up and call me a nigga. I don't. I might rock your shit. <laughs> you no, know, because you because you give you give a pass on one side of it, then it might get, it might get crazy with it. Like let's say let's say I'm at your house, we playing a video game, or or just whatever. Like we get into an argument, and 
I'm like, bro, nigga, you 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 said you would you said you wasn't gonna talk to it. We going back and forth. Your white homeboy, you gotta now. He says the same thing in the heat of the it's the same energy that I just gave you, but you now have to evaluate. All right, was like what what is the intention behind this? Like what place of energy is this coming from? For me, for me it's a no go. But hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because maybe I don't know. Maybe because I haven't really ran into a situation of of that type of. I mean, anyone could really say how because I'm in a conscious state of mind. Until you get placed there, the reaction be a lot different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's kind of, I'm kind of like in a conscious state of mind right now. Probably if I probably if I was actually there, like there, like I'm actually witnessing this shit, then it'd probably be. But it, it same same token, like, but you know, it's so so much I can go on. I will say, I will say the only at times that I'll give a pass is when it's just like I didn't sign up for this today. I didn't sign up to be. The uh, black activist superhero today. I just came here to enjoy my time like everybody else. So that's sometimes I just like I turn a blind eye if it's just like off in the distance. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't, I don't wear a cape that just be like the don't say nigga cape. I don't have that in my closet. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't say nigga cape. Coming out of that joint with it with a cape on, joint bulletproof and everything. So so if like if I'm out in public and it's like a side conversation sometimes that ain't got nothing to do with me and I might hear it in passing or something and that's just really not what I came that's not what I got going on today then I might just keep keep moving forward because I don't want to put my energy in that direction but but nah you know all right what we, what we, what we hopping into though on next we got about like 10 minutes all right that's a bet um shit for real for real I, what I would say is what what books would you recommend for someone that's trying to find that spirit that spiritual finding sometimes books can lend you in a certain direction too Although you, you have to do it yourself, but sometimes certain certain people like, bro, like I said, this this is is my go to right here. This it's a short book, real short. I'm still currently reading it. It tells you literally like everything about like I'm gonna just read you some of the chapters. Okay. The law of pure potentiality, the law of giving, the law of karma and cause and effect, the law of least effort, the law of intention and desire, the law of detachment. Like these are all spiritual concepts. And it lets you, it like, it gives you a deeper meaning of the, the like, the aspect behind, like, the financial and all that stuff, the spiritual side of it. Because everything, everything you want to obtain has a spiritual side to it. For sure. You got you to gotta be aligned. You got to be spiritually aligned with what you want. It, it, it don't just fall. Because there's so many people that, that, that may have the, the information and the intellect to gain finances, but they're not spiritually there. So they let the money change them. and let, uh, They let the money change them instead of the you changing the money. You know what I'm saying? Putting the money in certain places that it should be placed at. Sure. And I was, one of my homies, we, we had like a real deep conversation. And this dude named Rail, Rail's Chosen, he's very spiritual. And he had brought it to a concept of, he said, what's, what's the book name? The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. That's this is what this it's a real short book. It's only 110 pages. This, uh, but this this book contains so many gems. So many, every page has damn that has a gem. Um, me and my homie was talking about uh something that this dude named Real Real Chosen. I want him on this on, on this podcast too, and he's very a spiritual dude. And he has said, okay, and I'm just gonna paraphrase, break everything down. He was saying that if there was no money, 
if there was no cars, if there was no phone, if 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 none of these things exist, what would you be doing? Like, if you know that you came from a divine source, right, and the spirituality is the detachment of materialistic things, then what would you really be doing from a day-to-day -day basis if you know you created with purpose? Because everything that's been made now is man-made, and we're getting a man-made object, which is money and currency, to buy another thing that is man-made. So if you didn't have these things, what? How, it's like it's it's kind of ask you about your purpose. How deep is your purpose? Is your purpose deeper than materialistic things? If I want to just narrow it in, sure. Mm -hmm. So now it had me thinking about it, and I was saying, I, was, I think one of my homies, I was telling them that when you have value, you naturally attract money. Value attracts money, but value attracts things that you want because what you want wants you. I had told him that he was like, damn. So that kind of makes sense. Think about it. Music, right? Think about it, music. Although music is very vulgar now, it obtains some type of value to the people. This is the reason why they listen to it, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you think majority of the time people continue to listen to their music? Because it performs some type of value to them, whether if it's turn up music, whether if the value isn't that deep, it's still value is value. Whether it's small, whether it's large, value is value. Right? Entertainment industry, when they do uh stuff with comedian may not be as deep or as and they might say a rack of funny shit but it still pertains right because that 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 that, com that comedy being funny is actually helping somebody For sure. somebody could be depressed as hell and they, they just looking at what his his content is like damn now also now they you might have stopped somebody from fucking committing suicide and you, everything that you do has to have some form of value so if the things that you want you have to pertain value you have to throw some type of value Another thing one of my homeboys was talking about, and I told him that when you have intentions, you have a direction. When you have an intent, because like, why would you make goals if you have no intent for those goals? Goals literally set you in the direction of where you want to go. So if you don't have intentions, you just running with the flows of life. Because if you don't give life a meaning, life gives a meaning for you. That's like, <laughs> like you, if you don't give meaning to yourself, you running with the flows of life, you doing things that you don't want to fucking do. Like you, you may have a higher purpose of doing something deep because you have no goals. You, a man without a goal is a man without a life. That's just, it's just what it is. You have no goal, you have no life. So now when you don't have a goal, now you just rolling. It's like, it is what it is type of scenario. Like whatever flows, flows. Like if this happened, oh, well, cool. I'm just going to roll and let's just see how this roll. And it's like, it's too many people living that way because they have not took the time to really sit down and find themselves. That's why a bored mind is a creative one because all you are is to your thoughts and you're you literally can connect yourself with that divine with that divine creator. And I think it's stated in the Bible. Uh paraphrasing, because I don't know the because I'm thinking so much right now. I'm paraphrasing it in, 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 in shorter terms. When you stand still, know I am God. I think it was something like it goes something within those lines. Stand still and know that I am God. When you stand still, when you just close your mind of, of the out, outworldly things, of, of the things that's in this world, you literally sit there. And the only things that you are is to your conscious thoughts, your subconscious thoughts, and then the creation with God. That's how you find purpose, as you were saying earlier. You, it's too many things in this world that are very distractive that stops you from finding your purpose. I want to say... Um... It's important for people to understand that you have multiple purposes. And many times it can be discouraging thinking that you just have one purpose, that you're just this one ultimate purpose that you have to 
execute and, and fully understand. And if you're not doing that, then you're missing everything. That's uh, not the case. In, in most people's situations, it's we have sub-purposes. And, um, mm. and sometimes we'll, com we'll complete those sub-purposes and it's time to move on to another purpose. And as, as we complete those, those sub-purposes, it's bringing us to those that high, you know, deeper or higher purpose, you know? So, but if you're, if you're maneuvering the world thinking that, okay, there's only this one thing that I have to get right. And if I don't get this right, then everything else is wrong. Then you probably not gonna move at all because who wants to really risk getting that aspect wrong? It's like, no, you know, you have, you have so many forms of purpose. You have purpose at work. You have purpose in your family. You, you have, purpose and messages it's supposed to provide. It's, it's so much. So really just focus on like, what is my purpose for this specific time? And that's a lot easier than asking yourself the question of what is my purpose for life? That's a hell of a mm, that's, that's, that's deep. What's that, my... I absolutely agree. So. Damn, that's, that's a lot. And I, it, even feeding off what you just said, once again, I had a post on my page before I deleted my last one because I had a last page, which was a mistake. I ended up going through a a, a promotion with through, through somebody and I ended up getting a lot of fake followers. I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking up my algorithm. I'm like, no, fuck that. I delete the whole page and someone was telling me, yo, yo, just start all over new. And and I was telling somebody on my last page, I had stated on there that there you have at feeding off what you're saying, you have multiple purpose. If you don't follow this purpose, you have an alternate purpose. Right. So say if you designed yourself or you say, OK, this is what I'm planning on doing. I'm going 100 percent through with it. Right. And if you don't accomplish that, all right, I'm going to place my just say I had a child. OK, I'm place myself as an example. Just say I think, OK, podcasting is the, the direct way for me. You know, I, it's just direct. But like to feed off what I was saying earlier, value can mean many, many things. So. Just say I want to go in this direction or I just want to go strictly just doing podcasts the rest of my life and this is what's going to pertain my purpose. If I fall off that, my kids will look at my... It depends on the kid's mindset too. The child could be sitting there thinking like, damn, I just watched him fall. I refuse to not do what he did. So now you're already creating a blueprint. You're creating a different type of purpose that befits someone else. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you setting that standard. It, it has this impact in one form or another, whether, whether this person... um. Like if you were a firefighter, your your child may want to be a firefighter or they may want to be an arsonist as a as the backlash of you, but in some form, you're you're creating the foundation for what's gonna impact what this 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 person following behind you does. Exactly. Or I call it alternate purpose for me. I call that a purpose. You have a main purpose, which could be multiple things, and then you have an alternate purpose. If you don't have your main if you don't require to have your main purpose, you have something else, an alternate purpose, right? So when you don't, you can always go back to the main purpose when you want to. That's that's the God given choice. You can always go back to it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You, for for the people that's on, um, make sure y'all get y'all questions in real quick because we're gonna have to get off in in a couple minutes. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, ask away, ask away. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want us to be sitting here, you know, talking not get the people involved because I know we it's, it was a lot of it, we definitely exchanged a whole lot of our thoughts. And a lot of it, what you said, yeah, that that's that's some bars, that's some serious bars. You know, it's like I don't listen to a whole goddamn rap song that had ever, all the lyrics that had a meaning to it. <laughs> hey, so uh, speaking of purpose, though, you know, you 
you don't fully always know how what you're currently doing is going to line up to what, what your purpose later is going to be doing. So mm. it's ironic you say that because that's my, that's actually my foundation. So like rap, music, writing lyrics, recording, that's actually my foundation. So I spent, I began, I began writing music in fourth grade and that pretty much carried over up until graduating college. First job I ever, ever had outside of like first job I had graduating college was actually at, a, at this record company in Miami. And um, so it's transferable skills. So when you hear me speak, you're really, a lot of times you're listening to someone who perfected the ability to express through writing raps and writing lyrics and like being mentally taking the time to cultivate, cultivate my mind in that way. For example, if you can write a whole song telling a story rhyming at the same time and then also you have to go and, and memorize that and have the tempo and control your breath in the midst of all of that you're really learning how to speak you know you're learning That's not right. only learning how to speak you're learning how to free freestyle thought you're learning right. you're learning That's how right. to um, express yourself in a way where it pulls people in these are all things that a rapper masters so a parent might look at a child who's spending a whole bunch of time writing song lyrics and say, oh, you're wasting your time, not realizing, no, this is actually something that could be transferable skills. And mm -hmm. they have transferable skills, but they just don't realize that they have transferable skills. So. Hey, somebody had asked the question, right? <laughs> and I was like, damn. All right. The person said his name was Bar eighty nine eight five uh, eight fifty one. He said, "Can too much semen retention be bad? Like twenty two years worth? Good God Almighty, boy! She, I don't know if I can go twenty two years, boy. I got, I got to bust that nut, boy. I don't know if I can go twenty two years now. You going like? But hey, no, no judgment to you though. No judgment to you. No judgment to you. I, I, I'm not against." I think us as males, we gotta we gotta bust that nut, brother. We get we you can't hold that to you. What you don't lose, you're gonna what you don't use, you're gonna lose, bro. <laughs> you hit the 10 year mark, you might not even it might not even work no more. So you might you be got, right. you got too much bullets, boy. You got too much bullets in that gun. That boy, you must be strong as hell. That is a good that's like you got a roulette and you still trying to put more bullets in that joint. God damn, you don't shoot something that shit on top of me. I look, it, it could be on the sheets. It look, it could be you look, it be in your hair. You could do whatever you want to do with it, but you gotta let some of that go, brother. That, look, but no judgment to you. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. Not, not them, but not, not to go on you. But that shit is a little funny. I ain't gonna lie. Twenty-two years. That's you backed up, brother. That's that's like a train stops at its stop, and then there's another train comes behind that train. It's on the same side. <laughs> God, damn, twenty-two years sound like ain't no type of trains going on. Yeah, hey, yeah, ain't no type of trains, boy. That train stopped. That shit broke down a long time ago, ten years ago, and you still trying to operate it. Ain't no electricity going through that shit. Well, uh, we got any more questions in here for? Have to get up off of here. Somebody asked another question up, up, up top. Um, how to get better? Uh, how to get better at listening to intuition? That's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, me personally, I'm still working on that myself. Um, I'm trying to just, like I said, that's why I read the seven spiritual laws of success, true pronality. And it's, it's certain factors that goes under, um, being very, 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 very spiritual is it's some of the key things is not being judgmental of people. You releasing that it's, it's like they play it in, it's, uh, being still not judging people. 
I think it's also eating the right foods too. Cause there are a lot of foods, a lot of chemical compounds can fuck up your intuition because there's so many, so many different types. But what was, the what was the question? He said, uh, the person asked how how to build intuition, how to build strong intuition, how to how to have that built. That's a good question though. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't got no no logical answer to that because I'm still building that myself. It's your your natural instincts already have it. It's just a matter of paying attention to it. And there's a there's a lot of stuff that we just we just don't pay attention to or we just brush away as being coincidence <clears throat> that's actually your your intuition telling you something like you're gonna you're gonna feel things we naturally feel things it's just a matter that many times we don't acknowledge what it is that we're feeling so like um you could be around a person and you have a like for example the concept of vibe right so you know, this person has a good vibe we don't understand what we're saying. That's really tapping into your intuition to a certain extent. Because you really just said this person has a good vibration. Mm, that's, mm, damn. I never look at it. And sometimes your body can be more conscious than your mind is. For your sure. body can literally... Way more conscious than your mind. Your, your body can literally tell you. Like, your body is a vibration itself. For so. Sure. So you get around people, your body gonna feel it. You gonna your body might you might get that little you might feel a little nervous. It's like it's you it's like that that gut feeling. It's there. It's like it's there, but you gotta know, you gotta have the consciousness to know it's, what that means. It's the it's a it's a form of energy that you're gonna you're gonna feel the energy. It's just that we try to uh about this. The mind doesn't always know what the energy in the body and the spirit is trying to tell it. So you just have to instead of just dismissing it, try to pay more attention to those things. You get around a person, you're just like, okay, this, I, don't, I didn't like the vibe of this person. You didn't like this person's vibration. What about this person's vibration with, wasn't in harmony with, with you? So many times we'll just dismiss it, though, because we don't have anything that to logically point to. All right, somebody, somebody else asked a question. This, um, this is the last one I got. I can this, this yeah, this is going to be the last one. All right, hey, um, Alexis, if you're still in this live, you say you had asked a question um, well above. You you asked a question above. Alexis, damn! That's that's what her name Dale. Hey, go ahead, go ahead, throw that question in there. I want I want to know what you what you what's on your mind. Anybody else got any questions? I'm definitely gonna be waiting. We'll give about a good couple of uh couple of I guess thirty seconds or something like that. Go ahead, type in whichever whatever you want to type in. We go ahead, go uh, we're gonna wrap wrap everything up. Um, yeah, damn, damn, Alexis, damn. That's what her name was, Alexis. Damn. All right. Any any more questions? Any more questions? You gonna you gonna have to be the uh the voiceover for her YouTube channel intro whenever she get on. Hey. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I do it. I do it for the freeski. I don't uh, see many people speaking on it. What? Yeah. Hey. Uh. What? But hey. But what question you asked though? Because I know you said you had a question. You something you had asked. Go ahead. Uh. Type it in the now. We go ahead. Wrap everything up. Damn. Hey, I, I think I'm fucking with that. Hey, that's that shit sound tough. You know, that would be a funny intro. You just slide in there. All you hear is a dude about like, damn. <laughs> he said, "What's going on, guys? It's your girl Alexis. Alexis, damn." Hey, <laughs> Alexis must have an Android. Why she taking so long to type? Why more people don't speak on it? Speak on what? Speak on what specifically? Cause uh, we went, we went, we went across a whole lot of stuff. I didn't, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I didn't. She asks, "What are your thoughts on a uh, black femicide?" Oh, yeah. What are, What are your thoughts on that, man? 
I, I can't I can't even tell my input because wait black what? Like femicide. I hopefully I'm 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 spelling it uh well pronouncing it right. Femicide. Yeah, it sounds like femicide. Hey, I'm gonna leave the big words of you, bro. <laughs> I, need, I would need to read it. Is it? Uh, yeah, it said it sounds like femicide. F e m i c i d e. I don't know. Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> but see, that's the see, that's the that's see, that's the that's the good part about self growth. It's understanding that you don't goddamn no, know. I'm, I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go look it up as soon as we get off of here. And then yeah, I'm cause you make me want to look that up now too. Cause I'm like, I'm a. I'm gonna probably say the Yo, most. she said black femicide. That's it. I, I, I'm not familiar with the term. I ain't familiar with the term either. Look, <laughs> we, hey, you, you know what? We, we might, we gonna. Oh, femicide is a killing of black women. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, what do I think about it? Yeah, and killing intentionally of women, black women. Oh, I mean, I, I, I hate to be boring on this answer, but I, I, I think it's bad. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I just, it's horrible. I'm just, I don't, I have a lot to say, but it's, I mean, what, I, what, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, I, I can't, I can't really, I can't really spank, explain too much on that because it's like, the scenarios could be mean multiple things. Sometimes the shorty could have just got herself in a bad, worse predicament due to her actions, and women are more connected with them. Not saying that's the reason, it could be many and things. Not, 